celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now, to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Well, all right then. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program as we kick off another week uh, on racing, Las Vegas style, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk 1400 AM, on a beautiful day here in Las Vegas. So we welcome you to the show on this Wednesday. It is, of course, the 15th day of June, right smack dab in the middle of this Sixth month of 2022, so you got 6152022, that's your date. We welcome you to the show. We're getting uh, very close to uh, the official start of summer, and of course, uh, and the longest day of daylight in the year, all of that stuff happening. We have now the Triple Crown behind us, at least the three Triple Crown races, and now we're looking forward to, you know, we start looking forward to right now, to the some some summertime racing down at uh, up at Saratoga and down at Del Mar, etc. And of course, uh, we squeeze in uh, Monmouth Park and the Big Haskell Day coming up. So we got a lot of good stuff happening yet. Uh, today we're going to highlight uh, Canterbury Downs with uh, Track Phantom Dave Valento. Uh, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, we're going to do that throughout the Canterbury season because they have a 10% takeout on their pick five, and that is the lowest takeout as you heard on the commercial of any tracks in the country. And when they do stuff like that to help out the horse players, we're going to help them out. All right? So they're telling you they want your business. They're giving you the bargain in parimutuel wagering. And if uh, you like bargains and you want the takeout to uh, to uh, decrease at other racetracks, maybe a good um, example would be uh, playing the races at uh, Canterbury Downs. So that's what we're all about today. Plus, recapping what happened over the weekend our hot, 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 hot handicapper was Mr. Hot Hardoon. Man, I'm telling you, over Saturday and Sunday, uh, Jonathan had five total winners on the show. Okay? Uh, he had uh, four on uh, Sunday, uh, four on Saturday, I should say, and uh, one on Sunday. So Jonathan, uh, we think we'll have him on the show because he's probably finishing counting his money by now. And, of course, his interest with uh, Cyberknife, who won a 
uh, close photo finish in the uh, Matt Wynn over the weekend at Churchill Downs. So Jonathan should be in a good mood and probably a feisty mood. We'll wait and see if he's got a soapbox he wants to stand on today. Uh, our handicappers over the weekend on the race day show, our handicappers over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, had a total of eight total wins. Now, of course, Jonathan had uh, five of those. But Rich Ann came with a winner in the sixth race at Santa Anita. Uh, Jerry J had a reverse uh, play in the seventh race at Belmont. And Ernie, Clocker Ernie at Woodbine, uh, had a winner in the sixth race at Woodbine to pay $23.20. So our handicappers did real good over the weekend. They are as hot probably as the weather is around the country. Let's hope they uh, keep that hot streak going. We want to welcome all of the listeners here at Sports Talk 1400 AM, where we emanate and originate all the race day shows here in Las Vegas. And, of course, uh, worldwide on our many streaming uh, platforms like our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global, your iPhone or your Android, uh, your phone devices that you can get your phone apps, your apps, the KSHP radio app at your app store, so you can put your app on your device and hear us on your app now. Enough app there? <clears throat> so we welcome you there if you're listening on your iPhone or your Android, and, of course, anywhere you're getting your podcasting as well. So, um, it was a big weekend, uh, you know, at Belmont Park. And uh, on, on Sunday, doing a real real quick recap, on Sunday at Santa Anita, the pick six paid us $345.84, I should say. Not one horse on the entire 10 race card at Santa Anita paid over 10 bucks. Highest priced winner of the day was $9.60. So you know how that went. Uh, and, uh, of course, and that was Jonathan Hardoon's pick on the show on Sunday, the highest-priced winner at San Anita, 960. So we, we want to thank Jonathan again for that. And uh, they had uh, mandatory payouts on their pick sixes, both at Gulfstream and uh, Golden Gate. At Gulfstream, <clears throat> the uh, pick six prices, 1860, 540, 1480, 1760. And seventeen dollars even. Okay. I missed one. The first one was a fifteen to one shot. Big price. Anyhow, uh, the winning numbers were two, seven, seven, three, two, and twelve. And the pick six. Remember, the jackpot was off. This is a twenty cent payoff. So they took all the jackpot carryover money and all the money that went into it. So the people who had Rattled home that combination in the uh, pick six at Gulfstream for 20 cents away. The six paid $62,565.32. Good stuff, huh? All righty. Uh, at Golden Gate, uh, closing day mandatories. Now they're going to go to the Northern California Fairs now in Northern California. Golden Gate's closing day. And their pick six with a mandatory power after the jackpot. 960, 440, 460, 380, 1160, and 760. The winning numbers were uh, 7, 6, 6, 1, 1, 7. Six, uh, the 6 is paid $958.52. Not bad, I wouldn't think. Espinosa, Anton Georgi, Roman, and uh, Terrio all had uh, doubles on the closing day card at Golden Gate. Belmont Park. An oddity, I think, happened at Belmont Park on Sunday. Nine races, nine different jockeys. Nobody had a double at Belmont on Sunday. 
That was odd. And, of course, we wrap it up, the recap, with uh, Jonathan's uh, interest, CyberKnife, and the Matt Wynn. CyberKnife noses out howling time and a driving finish to win the Matt Wynn, the grade three Matt Wynn at Churchill Downs. Prohibitive favorite, paid $3 even. I guess Jonathan just bet too much money there, buddy. $3 even for the win. Howling time, of course, second rattle and roll is third. And uh, as we said, uh, because of... uh, the turf course, their new turf course, there are no turf racing until the 2nd of July at Churchill Downs. Now, today, I want to give you what's happening with the weather here in Las Vegas. We welcome all of our listeners, however you get us, and of course, here in Las Vegas. Our weather here in Las Vegas, got to tell you, now, uh, Sunday and Monday, it was windy. I mean, the wind just whipped up all day long, never, never gave up here in Las Vegas, right after the show had started on Sunday. And it was nice and calm and beautiful uh, yesterday, and today it is calm and beautiful as well. We start out with about uh, 17 minutes after the hour of 7 o'clock here um, in Las Vegas in the Pacific time zone at 77 degrees. We're already at 77. We're going to get up to 102 degrees before the day. You know, we're topping out at 102 before this day is over. Tomorrow, Thursday, we're going to get to 108 then it's going to start cooling down a little. But I say that because we have, uh, you know, there, there's heat warnings out there. And you've got to stay hydrated. Check on the, uh, the elderly and your, your neighbors who can't handle the heat. Make sure they're okay. Pets and kids got to stay inside. Um, maybe a little bit outside until it gets in, in a little higher today. Okay? Now, Friday and Saturday, unfortunately, the winds come back. So... What could I tell you? The winds will be back on Friday and Saturday. But uh, that's our weather here. Now, we can we can take 100 degrees, et cetera, here because it's summertime. You know, it's getting to summertime. You know, we that's what we have here in Las Vegas. However, across the country, there are places where obviously the humidity is a factor along with the heat. And there are heat warnings across the country today. All right. Now, it's clear on the Pacific and Atlantic coast. It's clear in the Gulf Coast, and for the most part, outside of up in Minnesota, Iowa, and parts of uh, Wisconsin, it's uh, clear and beautiful as well. But now we got heat, baby. I mean, uh, lots and lots of heat. So much so, uh, it's going to be 95 degrees today in Louisville. That's the weather prediction, the high, 95. And because of the combination of that and the humidity and all that, Churchill Downs has canceled has canceled their racing today because of the heat. Uh, And Horseshoe Indianapolis, which obviously isn't in Indianapolis. Horseshoe Indianapolis has canceled racing today because of the heat. So out of today's menu that only had uh, nine tracks to begin with, there are now seven left. Churchill and Horseshoe Indianapolis are both canceled today. All right? So you just want to get that. And uh, a real quick, uh, real quick uh, shout out. Um, Richie Migliori, who is um, a fantastic individual, was a great jock, I think, anyhow, in New York. And uh, is a commentator and one of the co-hosts of uh, the Fox Broadcasting for New York Racing. He was missing over the Belmont weekend, a Belmont day, because he contracted COVID. But he said he's doing fine and everything, so our best wishes go out to the MIG. Uh, for that, that's for sure. All right, Royal Ascot is running. Now, we told you earlier, right, uh, uh, last week, 
about all the races at Royal Ascot that was uh, happening. It started yesterday. Today at Royal Ascot, they have uh, they already ran the Queen Mary, a grade two on the. This is all on the turf. You'll also have the Queen's Vase, the Duke of Cambridge Stakes, and the Prince of Wales Stakes. This is a grade one on the turf, and it's a Breeders' Cup winning your in race. All right? Tomorrow, they continue at Ascot with four more stakes races. The Norfolk Stakes there, a grade two on the turf, is also a Breeders' Cup winning your in. And then uh, on, the, uh, on Friday, Ascot will roll another four stakes races out couple of grade ones, the Coronation and the Commonwealth Gold Cup, or the Commonwealth Cup, I should say. And on Sunday, uh, they're going to come up with the uh, grade two Hardwick, uh, the grade three Jersey Stakes, I don't know how that was named, the uh, Palladium Jubilee, and uh, the Cheslin Stakes. It's all happening. So Ascot is underway. That brief but uh, very exclusive and elite meet is underway. And uh, we'll see if we can get some uh, results for you out of there. Uh, for um, It's 19 minutes to the third race at Ascot, okay? Uh, the second race, uh, the winner there was... Uh, try to get the, uh, oh, the, the computer froze up. <laughs> so we will... I'll, get to, I'll try to get the results there. But they're underway at Ascot right now, okay? And uh, like I said, uh, the Northern California ca- fairs will start kicking in uh, in Northern California after uh, Golden Gate's uh, final run on Sunday. Northern California fairs will kick in on Friday along with uh, Santa Anita's final week of racing. Santa Anita's final week of racing comes up starting on Friday as well. So we got a lot of good stuff happening, and I got Jonathan Ardoon and Dave Valento standing by. So I'm going to go to our first break. When we come back... I'll get you uh, hopefully some results out of uh, out of Ascot. Actually, the first race, the Queen Mary, uh, dramatized wins that at eight dollars even. Melanda C was second. Maria Branwell was third. Love Reigns was fourth in the opener there, and they just the, the second race on the card of seven races today. Ascot just went off. So more on that and more. Oh, I can't wait to hear Jonathan Ardoon. Don't go away. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all righty back on race day and we're going to go right to our menu uh, of racetracks available today in the racebook simulcast and racetracks around the country Okay. Here then is the uh, racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Center's racetracks around the country. Reminding you, as we always do, the first post time to be broadcast on the show each and every day. Reflect that at the Pacific Time Zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas at Sports Talk 1400 AM, these will be the first post times that roll out in our racebooks. If you're listening anywhere else on uh, websites, phone apps, podcasting, however, wherever, whenever, and you're not in the Pacific Time Zone, adjust to it so you don't miss anything uh, like I miss mom and dad, okay? And remember, Churchill Downs and Horseshoe Indianapolis are canceled today because of the extreme heat in their area, all right? So here then is the remainder of your Wednesday menu, if of course you're ready. And of course, I will wait until you're ready. Okay, here we go. We begin with Delaware Park. Delaware Park's first post time today is uh, at uh, 9.30. 9.30 first post at Delaware Park today. Then comes uh, Parks Racing. Now, Parks Racing has that pick five jackpot building up again. Their pick five jackpot today at Parks Racing is $80,948. All right, $80,948. And their first post time is 9.55 at Parks. Then we go to Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes has a first post time of 10-10. 10-10 at Finger Lakes today. Next after that comes Presque Isle Downs. Presque Isle Downs has a first post time of 10-30. Following that comes, uh, let's see, well, both Horseshoe, Indianapolis, and Churchill Downs that were on the menu next are both out. They are canceled today because of the heat. So we got Penn National following that. Penn National's first post time is 3 p.m. 3 p.m. at Penn National today. And then uh, we wrap it up with Canterbury Park. Now Canterbury Park, we don't, well actually Canterbury Park is next to last. Canterbury Park has a first post time at 3.10. We'll try to get a hold of uh, Mr. Uh, Track Phantom Dave Valenta. We're having a little bit of a problem with his phone, but we'll try to get him. And then uh, Evangeline Downs wraps it up at 3.30. That's your menu of racetracks available today. Out of the uh, nine, you have seven left to go. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Horse players, it's Paul Allen, track announcer at Canterbury Park. You've heard about our 10% takeout pick five and early pick four, the best value in racing, but Canterbury also hosts the largest Breeders' Cup betting challenge qualifier of the year. It's the Big Ten BCBC tournament, September 15th. Qualify now through weekly contests at expressbet.com and get ready to win one of 11 BCBC entries valued at $10,000. Canterburypark.com, come play. 
All righty, I think the heat's getting to some of the phone lines here, but uh, we did uh, we did make contact with uh, Dave Valento. So, uh, Track Phantom, good morning. Hey, good morning. Well, uh, how's the weather in your part of the country? Is it hot there too? Yeah, it's supposed to be hot here. I'm in Austin, Texas, and it's going to oh, be hot please. here for a while. Oh, man. We're used to that here, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, up at Canterbury, I think the weather's going to be at least nice enough to run races. Uh, they couldn't, couldn't run them at, uh, at uh, Churchill and, and uh, Horseshoe, Indianapolis. Uh, we haven't talked to you since your pick of Mo Donegal in the Belmont Stakes. A nice solid win there, huh? Yeah, it was uh, it was a good setup for that horse. I actually like both Pletcher horses at a one-two in that race, but so did a lot of other people. And it was that was somewhat uh, predictable outcome, but uh, good ride, good good trip, uh, and actually a pretty fair price on that horse. I thought I thought that I thought it was uh, you know on paper I thought it kind of stood out a bit in the race. So it was good good uh, good outcome. Well, you know, and Mr. Rapoli uh, had the winner and the second-place finisher. I thought Nest ran a big race. I really did. Uh, you know, Mo Donegal, of course, ran off the screen, but I, uh, she ran a, a big race, and I can't wait to see who's going to line up to uh, hit the Midsummer Derby at, uh, at Saratoga. The Travers is expected to be a key race in the second uh, season with the division, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, you know what tipped me off on Mo Donegal in that race is when I went back and watched the replay. I think it was the Wood Memorial when he reeled in uh, uh, the Preakness winner. Uh, was that early voting? I think is the name of that horse. Yeah. Um, or that 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 Chad Brown um, Preakness winner in the Wood was was just loping along on the lead, uh, uncontested, and, and Mo Donegal reeled it in, and that just made, gave me confidence that if. Um, we the people got loose in there that Modongo could still come and get him. So it was it was a good outcome. Yep, it's going to be interesting Travers, that's for sure. Well, you know, Mo Donegal, I mean, he uh, that was a terrific trip in the Wood Memorial because he ran up the rail and then he had to get off the rail to get by uh, the uh, the Preakness winner, early voting, and he, he did. He got up and, and got it done. So good stuff. Yes. Hey, by the way, uh, you, you got a Group One race coming up here in uh, Royal Ascot in eleven minutes, and yeah. uh, I, I I like the number four horse, State of Rest, at eight to one, quite a bit in this race. That's the Cox Plate winner from back in October, so I think that horse has a has a legitimate shot. I I, I think the the favorite's a little bit over bet there, but I guess we'll see. Well, Joseph Pat O'Brien, which I guess is part of that O'Brien string, there is the trainer. And uh, star of rest. Uh, what's the price on him right now? Because morning line was six to one. Well, he's eight to one right now. Eight, eight to one. Yep. Wow. I guess the Japanese horse. Boy, those Japanese are all over the place on big race days, right? Although they crapped out yeah. the, uh, the Derby this year, but uh, the Japanese horse is three to two right now. Wow, man. Yeah, it's, it's got a. It, it, the last time that horse ran, it won the uh, Dubai Shima Classic back in March. So pretty sure. legitimate runner, but it, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty deep loaded field for a small field here, and I, I, I definitely would, would try to find some value. I guess they're they're betting the one uh, Bay Bridge quite a bit. That horse comes in off of five wins in a row, yeah. but I, I think I think there's quite a few that can can fire here. Yeah, Bay Bridge is even money right now. Of course, that's a Michael Stout trainee, Ryan Moore riding, but it'll be interesting. There's only five horses in the field, but very competitive, that's for sure. Uh, just uh, class and elite racing going on at uh, Ascot, 
you can see that stuff on TVG. Unfortunately, here in Las Vegas, uh, we had a, a player trying to find a place to play it and couldn't. I want to ask you one thing because you're in Texas right now before we get to Canterbury, and that is uh, the, the deal with the, the Texas Racing, Texas Racing Commission uh, getting ticked off at the new, um, uh, the new uh, I guess, uh, commission on horse racing, the National Commission, where they're thinking about stopping simulcasting both in and out of Texas? You know, I, I read that. I read the, the, the memo that was written. Uh-huh. I can't figure out what the gripe is or what the issue is. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not that brushed up on the, is it the HSI, HISA yeah, right. it's situation? That, yeah, yeah it, the only thing I do know is, from what, I, what I've heard kind of through the grapevine, is mm-hmm. that some of the tracks, smaller, medium to smaller tracks, may have some trouble uh, funding that, and there's some apprehension for it. But honestly, it's it's very confusing to me and exactly what the the and, and you know Texas here. I mean, it's it's seems like everything they can do to keep people from playing, they do. So I don't know what the heck the deal is there. <laughs> well, uh, we do know that if they stop, if and this is not the this is not the government, the the n- national one, uh, the new agency is out that's doing it, but the Texas Commission because of the parameters now set up by the national uh, agency, that if they stop simulcasting going, uh, importing and exporting simulcasting in the state of Texas, you can put a uh, big stake in oh, yeah. racing there. You, you can't, you, I mean, they're already in, in jeopardy just because, you know, there, there's no additional gaming here and you've got it on the borders, you've got it in Louisiana, and then, and then you, you know, technically can't, uh, bet from an ADW remotely, so I, you know it's just it's it's it doesn't surprise me that there's some friction there, but I really am, am not totally brushed up on on what the situation is. All right, well we know that it'll uh, play out for sure in the next couple of days, and and we will wait and see about that. But uh, the early returns in there seems like they're button heads already with the uh, new national agency they set up for the protection. And integrity of horse racing. You knew that when the net, when you knew that the, when the federal government got their nose, uh, their beak under the tent, this there was going to be a problem, and, and it's already starting out. Right. But let's uh, let's try to alleviate some problems. We're trying to pick a couple of winners today at uh, Canterbury Park, and again because we're highlighting Canterbury Park on Wednesdays and Thursdays, they got a 10% takeout, and the players ought to support a racetrack who's trying to do the good for the players. No doubt about it, and especially with the cancellation today, there's not a, a ton of competition. Uh, got some decent racing today. I am giving the sheet out for free again. Oh. So uh, yeah. if your play, if your listeners go to trackphantom.com and they they use promo code three three three, very simple. They just uh, punch that in. It'll waive the fee, and you get it for free. So hopefully, uh, we can guide you to a couple of uh, nice hits today on those ten percent takeout. Bets. All right. Uh, three threes is all you got to remember uh, and uh, put it in there. And uh, you got a good response from them last week, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. What are we doing today? Well, the, the the pick five starts in race four. That is at 440 Pacific time. Um, I'm going to go with the number two. It's a, it's a turf race. And the turf races at Canterbury have produced the best uh, long shots, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, in this one, the number two mystifier at five to one came out of the, the widest ten post 
last time out. It was in a common race won by a really nice Minnesota red named uh, Ben's Malice. Mm-hmm. This horse got a kind of a wide trip, eleven to one first time out. I think I think probably needed the race. And even last year, you know, first time it ran last year was it, it kind of had the similar situation. Second time out at one. I think five to one's a fair price. It's really bred on both sides to like the turf. And this trainer does better when he's got a, a run over the track. So we're going to go number two, Mystifier, in race four to start the pick five. All right, nice five to one there. Number two, Mystifier, in the fourth race. And? Um, you know, I'm going to go it, – it, unfortunately, most of the most of the be, uh, races that I have, the horses I have on top are actually, you know, lower prices. I hate giving out, you know, those kind of horses. But let's go to the sixth race, okay. which is a maiden special weight. Uh, it's a pretty good race. You've got a pretty deep deep field here. I like the number two Portsmouth. Portsmouth at three to one. Tim Dixon is shipping horses in from Oakland Park, and as we know, those Oakland Park horses when they go elsewhere, especially to a kind of a, a middle track like Canterbury, they're they're gonna they're gonna do well. And this horse came to Canterbury first time out, ran on the turf. There's, you know, the first time on the turf ran third, ran okay, but I actually think this horse is gonna be better for the dirt. Those races at Oakland. Put this horse right there. So three to one is a pretty fair price. Let's go number two, Portsmouth. Portsmouth in uh, race number six. All right. So we got a pair of twos. Fourth race number two, sixth race number two, and three threes to get the entire sheet for free. Three three three. Go to trackphantom.com and click three 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 for the code. Right. Uh, the. Yep. You just go there and you you go to the store. You select the sheet. Mm-hmm. You just follow the process to check out, and there'll be a a spot where you can enter a promo code, type that in, it waves a fee, and then everything's free, and, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll turn it into something uh, tonight. All right, you got it, my man. Thanks so much for your um, your courteous uh, offers on the show for the people listening to Race Day and, and trying to help uh, Canterbury Park uh, because they're doing good stuff as far as uh, their percentages, that 10% takeout for the players. Uh, and we will, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, you got it. We're going to be back with one Mr. Jonathan Hardoon right after this. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. All right, back on race day. Uh, the second race ascot official now. Eldar Eldarov won as the favorite. I guess it was the favorite. $5.10 on the win mutual as far as the American pools are concerned. And the third race <coughs> is underway. So we continue to watch ascot. Ascot, uh, they got, they're going to have four. They're, four Breeders' Cup winning your win races. One already happened yesterday. The ones are coming up today. And then you've got uh, one on Thursday and Saturday and Sunday. You've got four stakes races each. So uh, Breeders' Cup winning your in races, uh, uh, two of them, uh, I think, already happened. So we'll wait and see about that. Mr. Jonathan Hardoon, I have a special open for you, my man, because you did such a great job. 
Here's Jonathan. Good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. How are you, my man? Well, you were really hot over the weekend. You you had it. Uh, you got it zeroed in on Belmont. Now I'm going to be uh, you know a little bit fair here to the fact there were a lot of uh, some of the favorites uh, won at Belmont uh, on uh, Belmont Stakes Day. Obviously, the the best horses were winning. But I got to tell you, uh, you're, you're, you you uh, you did not uh, you did not sway at all when it came to the Belmont Stakes. You were all, all over Mo Donegal uh, all the way. Yeah, I liked Mo Donegal, and I actually liked the exact. You know, yeah, the Phillies in the race. She stumbled at the start, and uh, I thought personally that they were going to send Nest out to uh, put some pressure on We the People because no one wanted We the People to get away on a loose lonely lead like you to do. So I thought they were going to send Nest because Fletcher had two horses in the race. And that made the most sense to me. But when she stumbled and missed the break, uh, the stocking horse uh, took over, and uh, he went after we the people a little bit, uh, Skippy Longstocking. And uh, actually, you know, he put pressure on we the people. And Mo Donegal had a terrific trip, got a great ride, and nested really well to run second. So uh, that was a great result. Listen, you had a couple of tremendous performances. Jackie's Warrior, she, he won at a short price. Uh, um, flight line, obviously, the star of the day, even though that wasn't the biggest race of the day. But I thought that, you know, people showed up to watch that race, and uh, he certainly did, didn't disappoint. And what a terrific training job by trainer John Sadler. You know, um, not easy to keep a horse like this going because he's his own worst enemy. Obviously, he needs time between races. But, boy, when he shows up, and he had trouble at the start, too. And Junior Alvarado was race riding him. He tried to pin him inside, and uh, Pratt was smart enough just to take back and go around him. And, you know, he's just a different horse than the rest of them. He really is. He's in a, a, in a level by himself. There's nothing close to him right now. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I'm going to be uh, anxious to see where he goes next because we, uh, we do know that uh, he uh, certainly uh, – I don't know, maybe go to New York and, and run in some of those uh, stakes races or go back maybe down to Del Mar in the Pacific Classic. But uh, I would imagine that after that mile run, and there was no doubt he, he can go further after that mile at Belmont, they got to be stretching him out and see how far he can go against the top horses. But right now he's just in a, he's in a, a, a level of his own. He's in a league of his own. Yeah, yeah. he's in a league of his own. Nothing close, and, you know. And again, there were some terrific performances, some short prices, but they mixed them in, and it was really a terrific day of racing, you know, from beginning to end. And uh, Belmont did a good job, no question about yeah, that, they... and everything worked out well for them. Got to tell you another thing that really impressed me with uh, with uh, Belmont this time around, that other racetracks, especially when they offer all these goofy bets, kind of falls through the cracks. And all of the day uh, day over day bets and all the crazy bets that they offered at Belmont uh, were posted on the simulcast signal, so you got the results of them without having to search forever in a day to find them. That was that was really good. Yeah, usually it takes you two days to yeah. find out the results. Yeah, <laughs> they were on top. They had to be Ralph because uh, believe me, people really weren't too happy with it. And you were talking to Dave about Heiser. That's the horse racing, yeah. uh, safety, integrity board, and, and people in New York are not happy with it. 
you know, like you said, once you get the federal government involved, it could only be trouble. You know, they're outlawing uh, any sort of toe grabs as far as shoes are concerned. And uh, just a lot of things that, you know, you wonder who made these rules. And uh, they think they're always uh, doing good for the game, like when they did away with Lasix in the stake races. But in the long run, I don't know how good it is. And I think it's a big mistake by getting the feds involved. And the question is going to be, you know, how strict are they going to be with these they're going to let it slide, and how are they going to really police everything? And when you have horses that chip in and, and race off the farms, who's going to watch those horses? I mean, the whole thing, it just seems like it's about to be a major mess. And, you know, if you're a horse owner and you didn't uh, sign up, they're not going to let your horse run. So, uh, you know, everybody's got to get on the ball and sign up, or you're going to have a lot of scratched horses, and that is only going to result in shorter fields. Yep, uh, it, it's a it, it's a typical government uh, situation. Get the federal yeah. government involved, and you can you, you know it's going to be messed up because you got politicians and lawmakers, uh, you know, making laws and regulations over industries that they're not familiar with, and and you know, well that that's a story. They, they, that, they know nothing about it, Ralph. They know nothing about yeah. it, and you know, horse racing can't afford any trouble. Yeah. hanging on as it is. Yeah, we could, know, we could. And for Texas to, well, for Texas to say they're going to boycott, okay, that's great. They're going to boycott. Now what? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it, and, and the residuals are already starting to come in. I don't know that much about Texas, and I thought I'd ask uh, Dave there, but even he doesn't know, and that's typical government stuff. You really don't know what's going on. But you, I do know one thing, that if Texas pulls the plug on simulcasting in and out, they're in trouble there as far as Texas racing is concerned. Uh, and, of course, uh, talking about that new agency for the government, I mean, we could do a five-hour special on that, but we're not going to get into that right now. I want to stay positive. You were, you, had your, uh, you, had, you were right on the mark uh, for the weekend for the race day listeners, that's for sure, Jonathan. I'm sure you had a horse today at uh, Churchill, but they've canceled because of the heat. And you gave us the highest-priced winner on Sunday at Santa Anita, a $9.60 winner. I mean, my goodness. Now, i got to remind everybody out there that in addition to all that great racing going over the pond in Royal Ascot, uh, this week, Hot Rod Charlie's going to reappear in the Salvador Mile uh, on Saturday at Monmouth. And this, uh, however, we remind you, everybody out there, that this is closing week at Santa Anita. Three stakes races on Saturday, three stakes races on Sunday before uh, Santa Anita takes a short uh, respite. And we go down to Los Alamitos, which we will be covering here on the race day show with with uh, Bob Mazursky. And then on down to Del Mar. And you guys are getting ready to get up to Saratoga. As a matter of fact, I do believe you're in transit right now to Saratoga. Yeah, I am. I'm driving back to the house in Saratoga. I was down at, down at Belmont for the weekend and... Uh, the interesting thing this year is that the Haskell and uh, the Travers, usually they, the races are too close to each other. Usually yeah. they're like two weeks apart. Yeah, However, no. this year they stretched it out, and yeah. you can actually be able to make both dances if you choose to do so, which is great. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that uh, that is really is really kind of nice the way it shook out, that's for sure. And I understand Mo Donegal is going to point to the Travers, while Nest... Uh, she's going to go back into her own uh, division and, and uh, probably be the favorite in the Alabama up there at uh, Saratoga. Triple Crown handle declined. It was a big, strong Derby handle, but then you know when it when the Derby winner didn't go to Preakness and 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 then the Preakness winner didn't go to Belmont, the handle kind of declined after that strong start at, at in the Derby. So uh, 
Well, it certainly loses interest, you know, when, when the uh, Derby winner doesn't go to the Preakness, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, could you imagine uh, the Derby winner went off 80-1 to 1 on Derby Day, and on Belmont Day he was 4-1. to 1. So you talk about uh, missing the wedding and going to the funeral. Well, <laughs> that was a perfect case. I mean, you know, you didn't bet him at 80-1. to 1. I don't know what you were thinking about playing him at 4-1, to 1, but that's what happened. We uh, we still don't know where uh, Rich Strike might wind up, but uh, the trainer kind of blames himself for the sixth place finish. He thought maybe he gave wrong instructions or didn't have him ready enough for that. We'll wait and see, he, though. He, he he showed a lot of class, Ralph. Um, he told the jockey not to go to the rail, and the rail was obviously the place to be on Saturday for yeah. the most part. You know, it started off like it was a gold rail and going to be a conveyor belt, but it evened out. So he took full blame, which showed a lot of class, where another trainer, the winner of uh, one of the turf races, uh, Chad Brown, went on national TV and, and made a jackass out of himself when he <laughs> announced, no one comes to New York and wins on the turf course with Chad Brown in a race. I mean, Yeah, he, he kind of alluded to the fact. You could hear that if you were at the casino. I'm sure you didn't hear it. No, no. He I, well, I... Two things. One, I wasn't at the casino. I was home watching it on TV, oh. and I heard that, and I thought to myself, boy, there's a little bit of an ego pull in there. You know, it's the Chad Brown turf course, <laughs> Belmont Park. We'll wait and yeah. see. But I got I to gotta tell you. He walked you, it back a little, Ralph. He walked it back a little. But, it, you know, you never see Pletcher or Baffert or, or someone. You know, a classy trainer makes statements like that. It's just wrong. It, you, you make a fool of yourself, yeah. and uh, he accomplished doing that. Well, there's the soapbox. Uh, we knew we'd get the soapbox out of uh, Hardoon today <laughs> somehow or another. Brown usually is a class act, though, but he did kind of – that was just a, a little bit of a diversion from his usual uh, comments, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, he's walking the walk and talking the talk right now as far as uh, uh, training horses on the uh, turf course at Belmont. That's yeah, for sure. listen, he's as good as there is, and, he, you know, he, he rules in New York, especially Saratoga, because he's up for, up from here, and it's an important meet for yeah. him to win. Yeah. So it used to be Pletcher and him would go head and head the whole way, but the last couple right. of years he just dominated. And by the way, back to Royal Ascot for a second. Christopher uh -huh. Clement and Wesley Ward have horses there, so that you know a little flavor from America. Yesterday, Golden Power in, it didn't run well. I think he broke from the seventeen. Yeah, post. yeah, uh, he did not at all. Yeah. So, but Wesley Ward usually wins a couple of races yeah. when he goes there. So let's see what happens. All right. Uh, one final uh, ask, and uh, you know, Cyberknife uh, got a, a gutty win in the Matt Win. Where does he go next, and how's he doing? He's doing. He came out of the race terrific. He's pointing for the Haskell mm -hmm. next, and the early voting is going to be at the Haskell. So that's going to be a pretty good race. You know, uh, too bad Cyberknife didn't run that race three weeks earlier because he would have won the Derby with the figure he actually ran. It was by far the best number-wise that, that he came out with. Yeah. So he's getting good at the right time. And uh, certainly to win a photo like that, very exciting. And I actually didn't think he got up, but he got a great bob. And uh, he was in front only on the wire. And, before, not after, but when it counted. And <laughs> when we exchanged text after that race, I told you what? In inches as good as a mile in this business. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, Jonathan, we'll let you go and uh, stay on the road and be careful and all that stuff there. And I'm going to predict that the Haskell handle will not drop as much as the Belmont handle at Belmont Park. Belmont, uh, the Belmont stakes declined by 16.5 percent. Wow. But uh, wow. that that Haskell yeah. that Haskell is going to be a goodie. That's for sure. All right. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Appreciate it. <laughs> 
Thank you. Stay safe and be well. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I don't want uh, I don't want Jonathan uh, <laughs> veering off the road while he's talking to us. That's for sure. We'll be in search of uh, John Lindo to chew a little bit, a couple more minutes of fat and some good conversation about horse racing, and then we'll let you guys go. Do not go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, now I'm going to go to uh, Mr. John Lindo. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Well, I'm uh, doing okay. Uh, you know, the the ramifications are starting now with the uh, the government agency overlooking, uh, you know, oversighting uh, racing jurisdictions in in the state level. So, you know, I, the feds, I don't know. Yeah, here we go. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know if they're really ready to start July one, but some of the rules are going to start July one. Some have to be put up until they can get everything in line. I don't know. You know, you, you read you read what's happening and and. The players don't even know what the rules are going to be because we don't know if they can enforce or, or implement everything yeah. in a timely manner. So we'll see how this thing breaks out. Um, it'll be interesting. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes, it will, as if horse racing isn't interesting enough already. Hey, what's going on in Royal Alaska? You get the uh, results of the last race? I do, and uh, Dave Leto gave you a nice winner. State of rest went wire-to-wire in the Prince of Wales at a mile and a quarter. Five-horse field, you got 7-1. to one. That's a pretty nice pick by Dave Valento. Oh, right there on the show. Problem is, I have a, a good player in town that texted me and said, where can I bet, uh, you know, Royal Ascot? So I went to my phone app to see if it was on there. It wasn't. And uh, for the and I went to the... Uh, the um, the schedule that the disseminator puts out, the weekly schedule, and it wasn't on there. So I guess we weren't able to play it here. But for those who could out there, nice nice pick by Dave. Yeah, and you've got a lot of listeners that are out of the state of Nevada yeah. that are allowed to, to wager, like Aaron in California, so that works. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have we have more way more listeners outside of uh, Las Vegas than we do here, but we are based here for our folks here, and when we do good for our folks here in Vegas, everybody wins that are listening to the show, that's for sure. All right, we're coming up to the last week uh, uh, at Santa Anita. What do we got, four days left? 
three days. Three. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and that's it. So right. uh, 11 races on Friday. We will enter Saturday's card today. We'll see how many they do. If they had 11 Friday, I'm going to guess they'll have at least 11 on, on Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, you know, one face you're going to see in Southern California this weekend with Golden Gate closing last Sunday. They start with Pleasanton on Friday. Uh, the leading rider from out there, Armando Ayuso, is, is down in Southern California. Uh, he has four mounts scheduled on Friday, so we'll get a look at uh, Ayuso down at, at Santa Anita. And I want to remind everybody that Juan Hernandez came from Northern California. He's doing very well in Southern California, isn't he? Yeah, and, and you know, and we know there's there's room for for some new faces down here. I, I don't know if Ayuso is going to stay down here permanently. We'll uh-huh. find out. But he is named on some horses here. You have Abel Cedillo, who started up in Northern California yep. as well. Yep. So there are some guys that have made the transition, and uh, you know this is not a bad time. You have a little time before Delmar starts to try and establish some business. Yeah, I think uh, the guys that are trying to come down uh, and trying to establish business, Southern California, Los Alamitos is a good place to try to get some of that business. That's for sure. Now on Saturday. Uh, Santa Anita will hold the Fasic Tipton Debutante, the Fasic Tipton Futurity, and the Santa Maria, which is a grade two uh, for three-year-olds and up fillies and mares at a mile and 16th. And then Closing Day Sunday is a traditional Closing Day feature at Santa Anita, been that way forever in a day, and that's the San Juan Capistrano, which utilizes the entire layout of that beautiful grass course at Santa Anita. It starts at the top of the hill runs down as though it's a a six-and-a-half furlong race, and when they hit the wire, they go around one more time on completely on the inner surface to the wire. Always a really neat race, the San Juan, and, of course, the possibly perfect in the American Stakes as well on closing day Sunday. Obviously, mandatory payoff in all the pools, right? Exactly. I think the uh, the carryover pool in the uh, the jackpot carryover for the Rainbow Six is a little over 200,000 now I believe mm-hmm. but again if nobody hits their Friday Saturday then it all goes into a pick six carryover format for Sunday and uh, it has to be paid out obviously so that that's when the uh, takeout is basically wiped out and it's a, it's a good time to try that wager uh John uh you know with the racing being canceled at Churchill and at uh, the Indianapolis racetrack we, you know, they wonder, uh, because Southern California can get a little hot around uh, the foot of the San Gabriel Mountains as well, about the heat and, and the possibility of uh, being too hot to, to race over there. Well, it got warm last Friday, Saturday, and all, uh, what they did was instead of saddling, you know, in, in the, uh, the walking ring and going out to the track, yeah. they, they put the jocks up under cover there where they actually settled the horses uh, un- underneath the cover in the shade. And they took them straight to the racetrack with shortened post parades. I mean, it got warm in the mid to upper 90s, but it wasn't crazy hot. So uh, they are—they do take precautions here when the weather gets to be a certain amount of degrees. But uh, I don't think it's going to get anywhere near where where it's going to be a point where they have to call it off. I don't think so, anyways. I mean, we've got overcast right now. We have a little bit of that. June gloom where it's uh, kind of cloudy till about 10 or 11 and it breaks off. So we should be good for this weekend, not a problem. And the Linder Report uh, scheduled this week? We will do Santa Anita Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll get ready for next week as it goes along. Now, next week, uh, Los Alamitos won't open until Saturday. So we'll probably end up doing Belmont Park next Thursday, Friday, going into the weekend with Los Alamitos. And we'll have Bob Mazursky on next week, a couple of days before the meet starts, just to frame what's going to go on at Los Alamitos as well. And so an interesting race day show today, and certainly we'll be highlighting at least Canterbury tomorrow. And John, Jerry's not back yet from vacation, so go ahead and say it. 
Have a great race day, everybody.